0: The message you're about listening to is from Pastor E.A. Adibwe, the General Overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Please accept our worship in Jesus' name. Almighty God, as we come again to feast on your word, Please speak to us and let your word perform mighty miracles in our lives. Help us to grow, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are continuing with our series on Going Higher. And we are now in part 49. Going higher, part 49. The text here remains the same as of last week. First Kings chapter 19. We will read it this time from verse 7 to 8. 1 Kings 19, 7-8 And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. And he arose and did eat and drink, and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights unto Horeb the mount of God. Elijah ate twice and he didn't eat again for another 40 days and 40 nights. Since we are talking about growing higher, I believe if you have been with us particularly from the beginning, from part 1 to 49, I believe by now you are no longer in the valley. I believe you have grown and so I believe we could discuss something pretty serious this day and that is fasting. This man went without food for 40 days and 40 nights. He joined a very select group of people. Moses, who fasted 40 days and 40 nights, twice. And even the Lord Jesus Christ himself, who also fasted 40 days and 40 nights. So Elijah is number three. So there were three of them recorded for us in the Bible. The very special club. It will interest you to know that on the month of transfiguration, only the three of them were there. Apart from the disciples. Moses was there. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Elijah was there. If I said 40 days and 40 nights, and then of course the Lord Jesus Christ was there, he had said 40 days and 40 nights. Who knows? Somebody listening to me might want to join the club. So the topic of this day is not for the faint hearted. It's for those who really want to grow or want to go very high. I'm praying that one of these days, at least it will be said of you, you two have done 40 days and 40 nights. I am not boasting, but it might be an encouragement to you. That both uh, my wife and I have fasted 40 days and 40 nights. We cannot even remember how many times now. Fasting is for now. Don't let anybody tell you that fasting ended when Jesus Christ said it is finished. No. Fasting is for now. How do I know? Matthew chapter 9 from verse 14 to 15. Matthew 9, 14 to 15. So Some people came to Jesus Christ and they said, ah, we are fasting. The disciples of John the Baptist, they too were fasting. Your own disciples, ah, they are not fasting. Jesus Christ said, ah, when the bridegroom is with them, they can't fast. They can ride on my credit. He said, but when the bridegroom is taken away from them, they will fast in those days. What was he saying? (laughs) After my death, resurrection, and ascension, these people will fast. Fasting is for now. And we will fast until the bridegroom returns again. Acts chapter 1 from verse 10 to 11. Acts 1, 10 to 11. The angels told us, even as we see him going to heaven, so will he return. He's coming back again. And when he returns, there will be no need for fasting anymore. Because in 4 John chapter 3 verse 2, First John chapter 3 verse 2 the bible tells us that when he returns we shall see him and then we'll be like him and that time we will be in brand new bodies glorious bodies bodies that don't need food anyway 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 51 1 Corinthians 15 verse 51 Bible made it clear. We will not all die, but we will all be changed. When the rapture comes, those who are not even dead, their body will be transformed, will become like the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. At that time we won't need food. Whatever ye eats in his new body <laughs> that's what we'll be eating but until then we will fast there are those who will tell you fasting is not for the age of grace hey paul the apostle of grace said in first Cori- in second corinthians chapter 11 verse 27 2 Corinthians 11, verse 27, he said, I fasted often. You can't say you know of grace more than the apostle of grace himself. He said, I fasted often. Why? So I can keep my body under. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, from verse 24 to 27. 1 Corinthians 9. 24 to 27, so I can subdue the flesh so that the flesh will not cause me to be cast aside. I want to finish my race. I want to finish it very well. Many people run the race. Only one will win. I want to be the winner. And so I subdue my body. I told my children, they will tell you, all these uh, sports coaches and so on will tell you, what is important is to take part in the race. You don't have to win. I say, is that so? Ask them, how come they don't give medals to losers? I don't want to be a loser. And none of you, my children, will be a loser. We, we fast. We we'll subdue the flesh. Because fasting helps. It helps you to do several things. One, it helps you to breathe your tongue. When you are fasting, you will soon discover that talking takes a lot of energy. So if you want to fast for a long time, <laughs> you have to learn to keep your mouth shut. When you are fasting, you soon discover many a times when you talk, you don't gain anything by talking. You keep your mouth shut. James chapter 1, verse 26. James 1, 26 says you say you are religious and you can't control your mouth, and you say you are deceiving yourself. Your religion is vain. Fasting helps you to control your temper. Particularly long fasting. Why? Because you are too weak to fight. <laughs> yeah. When you, when you get angry easily, is because you have plenty of energy. <laughs> Let me see you getting angry when you have been fasting for 21 days and nights. Now you have just enough energy to <laughs> move you from one place to the other. Anybody offends you, they say, God bless you. Leave me alone. And Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 9, Ecclesiastes 7, verse 9 says clearly, Control your anger because anger rests in the bosom of fools. Fast. You won't get angry so easily. Which is another way of saying you will not be a fool so often. How come the body hates fasting? Because your body hates it. I'm sure many of you by now, except those of you who really, really want to grow, will be wondering, what are we talking about today? We're talking about how you are going to grow higher. Galatians chapter 5, verse 17. Galatians 5, verse 17 says, the flesh lost after the spirit know what it means by that? It means your flesh wants to fight your spirit. It you can't agree with the spirit. <laughs> I've said it before. If we do not say there is fasting tomorrow, you can wake up in the morning and not eat until 2 o'clock. You won't even bother. You'll be busy doing your job, enjoying yourself. Let us announce today that there will be fasting tomorrow. Some of you will still be eating till 12 midnight. And as soon as you wake up, hunger will wake you. Because the flesh does not want you to fast. And if the devil does not want you to fast, that should tell you fasting is good for you. When you learn to fast, you'll be amazed that there are certain mountains in your life that are not moved. But when you are fasting, they move. Matthew chapter 17, from verse 14 to 21, Matthew seventeen, fourteen to 21, tells us that. There was a demon. The disciples tried their best to cast out the demon. The demon refused to go. Jesus came and cast out the demon, and then the disciples came to him quietly and said, Sir, "How come we were not able to cast him out?" He said, this one this one won't go out except by fasting and prayer. A certain mountain is that won't we'll move unless you back your." Prayer with fasting. You need to know, and I'm sure you know by now, if if you have been coming along with us this or this way, that the spiritual controls the physical. And the devil knows it. I mean, everything that happened to Job, in Job chapter 1, Job chapter 2, it was because something had been discussed in the spiritual. In Exodus chapter 17, from verse 8 to 13, Exodus 17, from verse 8 to 13, when there was a war to be fought between Israel and the Amalekites, Moses went to the mountain top, lifted up his hands, contacting the heavenlies, and Joshua was downhill fighting. As long as Moses' hands were up, the children of Israel were winning the battle. When his hands came down, they started losing. The spiritual controls the physical. On one occasion, I I don't know if I've told you this one before. During the convention, on the Friday of the convention, it rained. And one of my children came to me and said, Daddy, it rained on Holy Ghost night of the convention. I said, yes. He said, what happened? You were supposed to be on the mountain top. You were supposed to be in your prayer room praying. I said, it rained. Uh, I fell asleep. It was the rain that woke me up. Ah, Daddy, you slept? I said, I'm a human being like you. I said, the devil must have known that I fell asleep, so it rained. But then I smiled and told him, Daddy put me to sleep. And when I woke up, I asked him, Daddy, how could this be? He said, I want it to rain because the crowd coming tonight is going to be much. I need to cool down this place before they come. The spiritual controls the physical. Don't let anybody deceive you. That what's going on 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 the earth has no spiritual connotations. It has. And when you learn to fast, you align yourself with the spirit who is in constant fight with the physical. Let me give you one case study very quickly. And that's the case of Esther. You know the story, Esther. There was this man called Mordecai, the uncle of Esther. And there was this man called Haman, an officer of the king. Haman expects everybody to bow down to him. But Mordecai said, I won't bow to anybody except my God. So Haman said, fine. I will hang you and then I will destroy your people completely. So, Mordecai sent to Esther, who was then a queen. Her apostle, we're in trouble. Esther said, the king, you can't go before our king without him sending for you. Mordecai sent back to Esther and said, you better go in. Because if you perish, the fact that you are in the king's house is not going to mean you'll be spared. You're a Jew. You will die with us. Esther replied, Esther chapter 4, from verse 1 to 17. Esther 4, from verse 1 to 17. Gather the people together. Fast for me. And I too will fast. Then I will go and see the king. If I perish, I perish. They fasted. (laughs) <laughs> and the miracles began. They even fasted just for three days, so three days and three nights. By the time you got to Esther chapter five, from verse one to six, Esther five from verse one to six. Esther appeared before the king without being summoned. The first thing, the fast indeed was Esther found favor with the king. The second thing is that instead of the king asking her to be killed, the king spared her life. Fasting can change death to life. The next thing that happened was that the king said to Esther, I don't know what you are coming to ask for, but it's already granted. In Isaiah chapter 65, verse 12, Isaiah 65, verse 12, the Bible says, God promised that before you call, I will answer. Fasting guarantees an answer to your prayers, even before you pray. And then, uh, more than that, the king said to Esther, Ask up to half of my kingdom. You'll get it. You know what? When you fast, you get more than you ask for. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Ephesians 3, verse 20 says, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than you ask or think. According to the power that is working in you, depending on your spiritual state. And then things got better and better and better. By the time you go to Esther chapter 6, from verse 1 to the end, oh, the king handed over all manners of things. The Bible tells us that the king couldn't even sleep. And because the king couldn't sleep, Mordecai got promoted. May I pray for those of you who will take fasting seriously from now on. That those who could promote you, those who could help you and refuse to do so, they won't even be able to sleep. And then we'll go to Esther chapter 7. All of this because some people fasted. The enemy, the arch enemy of a whole nation became completely uprooted. Then we move on to Esther chapter 8. Please read the book of Esther because we don't have the time to take this thing uh, step by step. By the time we go to Esther chapter 8, the house of Haman was given over to Esther. You know, we have always read Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22. Proverbs 13, verse 22. When we say the wealth of the wicked is laid off for the just, you think the wicked is going to let go his wealth easily? No, you get it by fasting. Wealth changes hand when you fast. And Mordecai got promoted. Psalm 75 from verse 6 to 7. Psalm 75 from verse 6 to 7 says promotion does not come from the the east or from the west or from the south. God is the promoter. Fasting can lead to promotion. And then finally, of course, you go to Esther chapter 8. Esther chapter 8 from verse 3 to 17. Esther 8, 3 to 4 to 17, and a whole nation was delivered. Not only were they delivered, the Bible says all the people around became Jews because they were afraid of of the Jews. The whole nation was delivered, the whole nation now had the dominion. The people that were supposed to be wiped out became the dominant people in the land. But you say, but sir, I'm not sure I can fast. Well, you can do it on your own. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, however, Philippians 4 13 says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I never thought I could fast. The first time somebody asked me to fast for three days and three nights, I called him a murderer. Because I've never fasted the whole day before then. I only fasted on Good Friday. And that's always from morning to 12 noon. And long before 12 noon, I'd be checking, checking my watch. But then, I gave my life to Jesus. Jesus came into my life. Grace came. Ability to do all things came. And that ability, that grace is available to you now if we will call on the Lord Jesus Christ to come into your life and take absolute control. And I will soon be hearing your testimonies of how you fasted and you were able to move mighty mountains. Let us pray. So if you are listening to me and you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, don't be afraid of fasting. When Christ is in you, things will become easy. Call on him now and say, Lord, take over my life. Come and dwell in me so that I can become empowered to do mighty things for you. Let your blood wash away my sins and I will serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. My Father, and my God, once again I want to thank you for your word. And I want to bless your holy name for those who have heard your word and have determined that they too want you to come and dwell in them so that they can fast and they can move mountains and they can become national deliverers and they can do great and mighty things for you. Father, please receive them, save their souls, let your blood wash away their sins, and come and dwell in them. Come and empower them to do the impossible. And I pray that that every one of us who are your children, who have been fasting and praying, if there be any mountains still left in our lives, let them be moved now. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Join us on this same station at this time for another wonderful experience as Pastor E.A. E. Adeboye exposes the deep mysteries in the Word of God.